Welcome back to another episode of What the Dev. My name is Jenna Sargent and I'm a social media and online editor for SD Times. In today's episode, we're talking to Catchpoint CEO Mehdi Dowdy about some of the findings from Catchpoint's 2020 SRE survey. I'll let Mehdi introduce himself and then we'll dive right into the conversation. Uh, so my name is uh, Mehdi. I'm uh, the co-founder and CEO of Catchpoint. And Catchpoint is uh, the leader in the digital experience uh, monitoring and management space. And we help uh, 400 customers ensure that they deliver spectacular user experiences to their both employees and, uh, and customers worldwide. Um, and everything that is digital needs to be measured and monitored. Um, so that's what we do. So I wanted to talk about the Catchpoint SRE report, which came out at the end of June. Mm -hmm. I thought there were a lot of interesting things in that report, like the breakdown of distribution of responsibilities among SREs and the role of automation. But I first wanted to talk about the section that looked at how COVID-19 and the move to remote work has impacted SREs. In the report, 50% of respondents said they believed they would be working remotely even after the pandemic compared to just 20% before the pandemic. What sort mm -hmm. of effects will the shift to remote work have for SREs? To be honest, I think out of all the groups in the IT organization, the one that can successfully uh, shift to a remote uh, work is the, probably the SRE organization. I think this is an organization, organization that is very well suited for uh, work from home. Uh, just because it's all of, you know, they're very good at documenting. They're very good at uh, writing playbooks, at automation, those kind of things. So I don't foresee a huge impact. It's not like, uh, for example, engineering where, you know, you need to be able to meet in person, whiteboard, those kind of things. I think SREs can handle the work from home without any trouble, to be honest. Uh, personally, I mean, that's that's my uh, that's my opinion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense because if they they're kind of a newer role, so they've already got kind of that more modern, correct, like way of working. Yeah, and you know, the, the, when I when we talk to, I mean, the majority of our customers are are SRE organizations, and when we look at how they work, I mean, they're digital first, meaning that they're they're on Slack, Microsoft Teams, they have mastered the various newer technologies. Uh, like PagerDuty, Ops Genie for their on-calls. So they're very ready for this remote location business. And a lot of them in many companies, uh, because it's so hard to find SREs, you've had to hire from anywhere and everywhere. And so the, the distribution of the SRE organization has always been part of the, the culture. So... Uh, and, and documentation, automation, communication, these are things that they excel at usually. The report also talked about the challenges of being an SRE at home, and I thought it was interesting how different those challenges were compared to the previous challenges that SREs were facing. So like previously, a lot of the most challenging things were operational or technical, like um, them being involved too late in the life cycle or spending too much mm -hmm. time on debugging. But now a lot of the issues are more personal, like work-life balance and communication and feelings of isolation. Why do you think um, like those personal things are overpowering those more technical sides of the job now? Yeah, so Jenna, I think the some of these personal things are impacting everybody. I don't think it's limited to SREs or... 
I mean, first, we are, we all, I always tell people we have to acknowledge that what a luxury we have to be able to work from home in comparison to millions of other people that unfortunately, even in this pandemic, have still have to go to a physical location to work. So, so that's number one. Number two, uh, the reason why this becomes even more uh, impactful in, uh, in, in an SRE org, it has to do with the fact that this is a high, highly stressful job, right? Uh, so it's very stressful. They're dealing with massive systems that need to be online, that must be delivering great uh, latency and all of that. And <clears throat> when, you, when you couple that with the fact that there is no outlet uh, to talk to other colleagues, to just blow some steam, and uh, the, wor the work-home environment can add a lot of stress, so I think that's what we're seeing is just it's already a stressful job. On top of that, working from home doesn't help with uh, with just being able to deal with that stress very well. Right. Do you like have any advice for kind of overcoming those particular challenges of like being at home and trying to manage also? Yeah, I mean, it's the same advice we give our employees, to be honest, is um, <clears throat> make sure first you have a good work home environment, comfortable one, chairs, desks. Uh, you know, there is only so much you can do from a couch. Um, so having a good work environment is important. Being able to separate work and home, uh, <clears throat> obviously very difficult physically, but I think from uh, how much time you spend, you have to take breaks, you have to stop at some point i mean sres are are usually people that love to do things and do them well and uh you, we shouldn't let the work from home turn into a workaholism right so being able to to have those uh those uh those breaks is extremely important and um and not everything has to be over zoom uh, so that's the other thing we we are learning that ourselves is Sometimes you just want to be able to have a conference call or a call with a colleague. You don't have to be on Zoom. So just use your regular cell phone to make a call sometimes. Um, so those are some of the things we, we, we preach and we do at uh, Catchpoint ourselves with, with our entire organization, SREs or engineering and sales, et cetera. But I would, I would say that the, the comfort part is extremely important, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. So there's also a section in the report on toil in SRE. I was surprised to see that so many um, SREs reported dealing with such high amounts of toil. What do you think is to blame for those high numbers? Uh, I don't know if it's COVID related or not in the sense that, hey, we are working from home. We don't know what we're going to do next. Let's go back and deal with legacy stuff and migration. <clears throat> I think <clears throat> toil has always been there. Um, I think it's just uh, more uh, prevalent, I guess, with the, with the COVID. Uh, but it's definitely not something that, uh, uh, that's definitely something that impacts the morale of the SRE organizations we talk to, right? Because they're really here to take the companies they work for to the next step uh, through automation, transformation, migration to better technologies, etc. But if you keep them, uh, dealing with like the old legacy stuff uh, with no end in sight, it 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 adds up to the level of stress that everybody's dealing with. Uh, but it's a it's a it's a nasty trend, obviously, and we've seen it 
from one SRE survey to another over the last few years, and it's not going away for some reason. I think it's getting worse. I don't have a clear, uh, I don't think when we talk to people, nobody has a clear understanding as of why. Mm -hmm. I know the, the report cited manual tasks as a big contributor. How, like, how can SREs incorporate automation into their workflows to sort of reduce that? Well, so when you think about how SRE started uh, both at Google and other companies, it was really to be able to deal with the sheer amount of machinery, servers, and all of that. And the traditional ops model didn't scale. You know, when you have millions of servers, uh, you can't hire enough ops people to, to feed them and take care of them. So automation was part of the DNA of the SRE organizations is we need to automate as much as possible. Um, in many organizations we talk to, a lot of or a lot of companies have not fully embraced uh, all of all of the SRE roles. We and one of them is automation. I think it's super critical, especially in a COVID situation where if you don't automate, if you don't put a lot of effort in automation, you're going to miss things because again, we're not sitting in an office uh, together anymore. And so automation is what's going to allow companies to scale, reduce toil, etc. Um, but, you know, sometimes we just go back and slap a title on people and say, okay, you guys are SREs, but you're doing the same old stuff that people with a different title used to do five, 10 years ago. Uh, automation is the, that's the only way organization can survive when you're migrating from either VMs or physical servers to thousands of containers and, and multi-cloud and multi-CDN and multi-DNS vendors. It's just like too much stuff. And so automation is the only way out of this. And uh, not everybody invests a lot in it, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. I know there's a lot of other things that are covered in the report, but if you had to give our listeners one key takeaway, what would it be? I, I, I really think the automation was something that, uh, that uh, struck me, uh, struck a chord because uh, I'm a big believer in that, obviously. The other one is the monitoring. Um, uh, although there is a lot of good progress, one of the things that we are seeing uh, is a fragmentation of the monitoring aspects uh, between various groups. And I think that by not having this uh, overall view of the health of something and just having every little team go and do their own thing from a monitoring standpoint can, uh, can reduce uh, the chances of doing good observability, because that's the other thing that we're seeing in the marketplace is this concept of observability. Uh, now, observability is not a tool, right? It's not a software you can go and buy. It's a set of practices, um, and it's the ability to connect the dots as quickly as possible to detect an outage or detect an issue and fix it. So uh, that's the other thing that I'm noticing that was a little bit strange is the fragmentation of the monitoring. And then when you add all of these things together, what's going to probably happen is we're going to lose track of the role and the goals of an SRE organization. And I'm just afraid that a year or two from now, a bunch of companies will say, well, it didn't work. Uh, and But have you really tried it? Have you really, really tried to implement uh, an SRE framework within your company? I'm not talking about buying the SRE book from Google and trying to do what Google does, because that's another mistake 
people do. What Google built is for Google. There is only one Google in the world. But it's a framework, right, that uh, you need, companies need to take the right pieces and, and, and implement them and make sure that they work for their own environment and their own organization. Uh, but if you if you do SRE without monitoring, if you do SRE without automation, who are we kidding? What are we doing here? All right. Thanks so much for talking with me today, Mehdi. Is there anything else you wanted to share, whether that be from Catchpoint or you personally? Do you have anything coming up that you want to promote? Uh, no, but uh, I want to thank all the SREs. I mean, uh, we work with a lot of them and we see the amazing work that they do to keep some of the largest companies uh, uh, working and delivering. We just had this SRE from home webinar a few weeks ago. We had folks from amazing companies come and talk and share <clears throat> and share their best practices. And when you think about it, Netflix has done an amazing job at staying up uh, in this pandemic with more and more people streaming. So a big, huge thanks to all the SREs out there because they do an amazing work. And the, obviously the operations and DevOps and everybody else that is in this delivery chain, uh, it's not easy. So thank you. I hope everyone found this conversation interesting. I wanted to give a final thank you to Mehdi for coming on the podcast today. Don't forget to subscribe to our show on whatever podcast app you use so that you get notified about new episodes. We'll be back next week with another episode. Bye.